Chapter 1 March 1961 Dr. Ralph Wimbush's home was one of the nicest and largest in the Southside neighborhood of St. Petersburg, Florida. The pink seven-room home, with its manicured lawn, had a polished look and was built on a lot big enough to fit two houses. It also boasted an uncommon luxury for households in 1961, a swimming pool. Impressive by itself, the doctor's house stood out even more in contrast to those belonging to his neighbors, all of whom, like him, were African American. Their houses were far more modest and not as well maintained. Life in St. Petersburg, similar to much of the South, was dictated by the laws of segregation. Well-to-do families of color, such as Wimbush's, had limited choices of where they could live. Even though Wimbush was a distinguished family physician and could have afforded to do so, he did not have the option to move to the upscale neighborhoods where his white colleagues resided. In March 1961, Dr. Wimbush was expecting a visit from Alex Haley, the future author of the monumental bestseller Roots. Beginning to make a name for himself, the 40-year-old Greenwich Village-based journalist was one of the few African Americans in the U.S. writing for mainstream, that is, non-black, magazines. His credits included the Atlantic, Christian Science Monitor, and Reader's Digest. Haley wasn't there to interview the debonair, six-foot-tall, 212-pound, well-groomed physician for a profile puff piece. He was sent on assignment to St. Petersburg by Sport, a popular monthly magazine known for its in-depth sports stories that went beyond the highlights of a game. By 1961, 13 of the 18 Major League Baseball teams trained in Florida each spring. If Florida was the hub for spring training, St. Petersburg was ground zero. It was the only city that hosted two Major League Baseball teams, the New York Yankees and St. Louis Cardinals. Unlike sports reporters who were sent down south to keep fans back in the chilled northern states informed and excited about their teams and the prospect for the coming year, Haley's assignment was more complicated. That season, spring training was underway and embroiled in racial controversy. For Haley, St. Petersburg must have seemed like a time warp. Living in the hippest and most politically progressive neighborhood in New York City, he was used to rubbing elbows with whites and blacks on a daily basis. That was not the case below the Mason-Dixon line. Upon arrival at the airport, Haley was picked up by an African-American taxicab driver. White drivers were not allowed to transport black passengers. Haley was driven to the south side and dropped off in front of a two-story home large enough to house three baseball players and the homeowner, formerly known as Mrs. Williams. The Cardinals had hired her on short notice to provide room and board for first baseman Bill White, center fielder Kurt Flood, and pitcher Bob Gibson. When Haley arrived, White met him at the bottom of the stairs. You fly down here hot to do a story to show what segregation's like on a ball team, White informed Haley. There isn't any segregation on the team. The segregation is in St. Petersburg and Florida. That's the story. Before he returned to his upstairs room, White, a large man, six feet in height, shouted a few more words at the journalist as he made his way back to the cab. Now, you saw that house, the driver said. Well, I'm going to take you to see the Vinoy Hotel where the White Cardinal players stay. I bet you ain't got nothing much finer in New York. Built in 1926, the Vinoy Park Hotel was less than five miles away from Mrs. Williams' house, but its short distance was misleading. 
For all intents and purposes, it was a world away. That's it, the driver informed Haley as they pulled up to the 375-room hotel. Haley may have gotten out of the cab to get a closer view of St. Petersburg's largest and most prominent hotel, but he was not allowed inside. I've heard some suites there cost a hundred dollars a day, the driver shared with Haley. The view, Haley noted, was stunning. Green benches and palm trees dotted the waterfront. The harbor nearby was lined with yachts, and on the million-dollar pier, hotel guests, tourists, and residents, all neatly dressed and groomed, strolled or relaxed. Coloreds work in there, but that's it, the cabbie remarked.